Hello, everyone, and welcome to I Don't Know About That, silent podcast coverage of U.S. Survivor. We have reached the heartbreaking day where I had to see my favorite triumph at the hands of Baca and Bessie. I am mourning the loss of Queen Lindsay. Thank you all for asking. I know you all were worried, but I'm grateful because I get to talk about all of this trauma that I am processing with my guest and good friend, Mark Levy. Hi, Mark. Hey, Gia. How you doing? I mean, I'm also I, uh, in the middle of morning to Lindsay. Lindsay's great. Uh, I, oh my God. I was so invested in her success and in Coco's success as uh-huh. a whole tribe. So I, I was hopeful that we would get a Luvu 2.0, but realistically, I'm just like, very sad that we have finally come to this part. And I feel bad that your introduction to I don't know about that is when I am lamenting over Coco being a tribe of five now. I mean, I get that. Like, it's that weird thing of I feel like a lot of our internet friendship has been like trauma bonding. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we met during the pandemic, so that's right there. Um, yes. And then, like, you know, we start playing online games together, so that's another thing. Exactly. And uh, we have very similar tastes in survivors, so yes. we both are going to trauma bond together with the audience. Birds of a feather, so. absolutely. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. And we did get to see uh, what was a very good episode of Survivor 42 together when we did the live RHA. Yes. Uh, but then that was... Also, like, very sad to see High go in that episode. So just a whirlwind of emotions there. I mean, that's the good thing about Survivor, though, right? When it hurts, it's still good. I know. Like, I mean, I've been binging the mole because I didn't have Netflix until uh, I I lost my Netflix for a week. uh, Because my credit card information got stolen and, like, my Netflix renewal was, like, the same time. So I couldn't watch the mole. And I watched all nine episodes, all eight episodes in, like, a 24-hour period. And had that insane rush everyone's been feeling, but like in a condensed amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> I have to ask, since we're since you brought up the mole, we can uh-huh. we can deter. You know a little bit. for the mole. You know that. Yes. Yes. So I would love to hear who are your favorites right now on the mole, or who were some of your favorites overall? We're now only down to five, yeah. soon to be four. So um, love to hear what your thoughts are. Um, as a person that's sort of known for mold playing, um, I've won yeah. a mold game before. Um, I, um, I'm obsessed with the chaos and possibly molery of Joy. Oh, I love Joy. Um, when she, uh, I, I don't know how spoilery I should talk, but like when she did that big thing, I like almost reached through my screen. And tri- uh, yeah, that's all I can I'm say about huge- that. I'm a huge mole fan. I love yeah. I I have I was not a big mole person possibly because of just the time frame that uh-huh. it was on when it first came out, but I am living for everything yeah. about joy. Um, yeah. do you have any guesses? I feel like if, um, I think the know, mole is probably the person that doesn't go out uh next. Oh, okay. So then I could say my oh, pick. Yeah. I feel like if people don't want to hear spoilers about the mole, then they can skip, skip the next ahead. Two yeah. Yeah. Do the 15 second like skip button on Spotify. But I think the mole is Kazi, and I have a lot of reasons why I think it's her <laughs> that I won't go too far far into. But she also had a very savage yeah. moment in um, this past. Uh, back yes, of episodes, yes. so I am uh, a huge. I'm also a big fan of Kazi, and I'm very yeah. hopeful that I'm right about um, her being the mole. Okay, so other quick things because I know we wanted. I thought Greg was a perfect chaotic player. Uh, oh, I loved Greg. Greg I love so- Pranav. 
Um, I thought Pranav he was, was great. Pranav played how I want, how I play them all in my mind. Yeah. Um, and Avery is amazing. I think the winner is going to be Will, from what I've gathered. Okay. Interesting. I do not. I think Will is the only person that's giving off non uh, mole vibes at yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't. I really would be shocked if Will was the mole. I had a very strong working theory at the very beginning that Dom was going to be the mole, and obviously mm. two episodes in that was proven incorrect but i was also a fan of him they had some really good characters that i am actually a huge fan of the first boot i thought that they were so funny so yeah new york baby (laughs) i I won't go too much further into it but uh we have coverage of that on our network too so yeah so yeah exactly so silent podcast will definitely be covering all of the more well thought out opinions about the mole other than just like our five minute rant about what we think about the mole personally but i i am a big fan of this and i hope we do get another season of it because i think that they picked a pretty good cast overall yeah i do want to ask i asked this to all my new guests and you know we've said before we met and bonded over survivor already but for my listeners i want to know what uh, what is your survivor journey? Like what yeah, okay. has brought you to survivor? What brought you to super fandom? Do yeah. you have any favorite seasons or players? Oh gosh. Okay. This is, that's so great. Um, I'm a day one watcher. I was like uh, 13, I think 13 or 14 when it first started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember thinking like I was listening to radio, like on the radio, it's like theater camp. Uh, they were promoting it and they're like, it's start, survivor starts tonight. And my brain's like, someone's going to die in this show. Okay. Like that's where my brain went, which is weird because I'm like the least fine person ever. Uh, but I remember I started watching it day one, and I was hooked. Uh, I would love the first season, love the second season less. Gave up during Africa, um, and then just like stopped watching completely. Just stopped watching. Um, fast forward to I moved to New York in 2009. I'm working at Tussauds in early 2010. Um, uh, like on my break or no, I'm not my break. I'm in the karaoke room with one of my co coworkers and all of a sudden the whole cast of heroes versus the villains walks through the whole, <gasps> oh like God. everyone, like there's people I definitely like remember seeing, uh, but, uh, on the way, on the way, through, like, and like, since I watched TV, I knew who some of them were from like clips, but the one that I knew the most Rupert. Stops and like says some like weird gibberish Rupert thing. I do, literally do not remember what he said, but he said to me, my coworker, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna watch it. And then I've been obsessed since because Heroes versus yeah. Villains is, I think, personally the best season. Um, but also like it's weird because I'm a big, big defender of New School Survivor. I think New School Survivor play is like really fun, and I'm talking like 32 onward. Yeah. Um, although some of those seasons are rough. Um. I mean, of course, I'm a big fan of Micronesia. Like my, um, you know, you know my big four, Gia. But I'll, I'll list my big four winners, yeah. um, uh, because that's Parvati, um, uh, Natalie Anderson, uh, Jeremy, and um, Wendell. Although Wendell's season, I will admit, it's not the best season. He's an amazing winner, and he played a great game. Um, Very true. That's a good big four. Um, and of course, right, right out there is Sandra. But I love Sandra a lot. So like, yeah. Uh, like, I mean, I just, uh, Natalie Anderson played the best game of all time in my personal uh, I am such a huge San Juan Delser I, yeah. truther, and uh, I, I can't argue with that there. Just what a miraculous game that she played. But, like, oh. as a story, it's just a good story. Like, there's oh, no, 100%. like, like going in there as someone that's relatively famous. 
because of yeah. Amazing Race. And your twin gets voted at first, and you're like, okay, I'm going to have to, like, take a step back and let these fucking idiots... Sorry. Uh, yeah, we can curse, right? Yeah, we I can imagine- swear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I swear all the time. <laughs> I, I know as a human being, you swear, but, like, you know, I, I want to... You know, I'm a guest on your show. Uh, but- you can put a little expletive on the podcast. It's okay. fine. Yes. But uh, watching her decide to step back so these idiots can uh, outplay themselves um is beautiful it feels like every time every villain in san juan del sur and I, hate, I hate using that phrase but there is an edit so there's a villain um they all get their moment to shine while nally take nally and yeah. jeremy for half the season take them down yeah. um and also Jeremy, because uh well josh also like he's a josh i'm a big big josh fan mm-hmm. one play again soon but yeah, I mean, like, I also, am a, I hate putting this that high up. I also am a very big fan of 42. Um, I also am a very big fan of 42. I haven't so. rewatched it yet, but, like, it's getting very close to being, like, I know for a fact it's a season that's one of my favorites because Marianne, top 10 winner of all time in media. Yes. Oh, um, my God. I'm a yes. big, big fan of an underdog. Like, that's, like, that will always get me. I see myself as an underdog. Yeah. And to see that happen, yeah. Yeah, I am a very big fan of that season as well. I think that there is something to really say about the rewatchability of San Juan del Sur. I think that's one of the seasons that is really good really on a rewatchable. binge watch. Yeah. I think something like San Juan del Sur, really good on a binge watch. Vanuatu, really good on a binge watch. Those are two of my uh, immediate seasons that come to mind of like really good yeah. story ones that I really like seeing the overall are the overarching story of it and yeah i agree though big i like this idea of the big four i think mine would be sandra earl vasepia mm-hmm. and ooh, that fourth spot is like hmm if we're going not winners i would say sari if we're going yeah. winners hmm let's keep it winners because i i I would have to say yeah i'll have to say marianne is my fourth one i think she was a really or jeremy i remember really liking jeremy's that fourth spot is a rotating spot personally so i'm glad that we got to talk about this a little bit because i love hearing everyone's survivor journeys going into and i don't really talk i I don't get a chance to talk about ever like i think it's a really cool one because i seen a whole cast walk by me which not a lot of people have it's one a good of the cast. best casts of all time, I'd might say I add. One of the best, easily, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, There's a lot of good that comes from San Juan del Sur, and I think part of no, it uh, is that they villains. picked... I, I never... Was... I mean, sorry, sorry Heroes yeah. versus Villains, yeah. There's a lot to... I think that there's a lot to be said about casting, and I think that Heroes versus Pil- Villains picked a really good cast for that season to like represent the heroes mm-hmm. and the villain side of things. So that was just a really well done cast overall. This cast now, like let let's fast yeah, forward yeah, to yeah. today. Um, what are your initial thoughts on survivor 43? Now I, you say exactly how you feel. It's still very early in mm-hmm. the season. So we can take what our opinions are good and bad with a grain of salt, because okay. I think that it really is about the, the long game of the season. And I'm very interested to hear what you're thinking so far. Well, um, in my mind, a good season survivor has, I'd say about, 95 percent of the, of the cast they can cheer for i know that's like a really high number but mm-hmm. i feel like they do a really great job of the editing and stuff like that that makes it 
really hard to not cheer for 95% if you're open for that type of number. So, like, from 41 through 43, I do love – actually, 41, I think I love everyone in the cast, holistically. 42, I have some issues, but, like, it's still – like, the ones I love, I really, really love, so it's great. Um, 43, I love everyone but one person. Uh, and that's mainly because of social media and who they are outside of the game. That's okay. Uh, but um, everyone else I really, really vibe with. Also, that person's mm-hmm. off my screen already, but that's, you know, that's how that yeah. is. Uh, but I really think that they've really been doing, I mean, like, what y'all do with the Survivor diversity uh, and all that stuff has been incredible because we're getting more dynamic of every kind of player, too, um, which yeah. I want to see, you know. I think that's what everyone wants. I think everyone wants to see good gameplay first and foremost. Uh, and also like everyone be represented in a good way. And um I think this cast this cast is a lot of bangers in it. Like um I remember like watching the preseason stuff and I'm like, okay, so Owen, Lindsay, or Jesse are definitely winning. Um I still think one of them is winning, but that's a whole different situation. Uh, but <laughs> R.I.P. Queen. Uh, <laughs> but it's I love this cast so much. Um, I I'm like obsessed with Carla. I've been obsessed with her since the preview from yes. back in the '42, where I forget exactly what she said, but it was so badass. And I'm like, I want to cheer for you right now, and I will cheer for you forever. Yes, I'm also a big Carla fan. Yeah. She is. My, she was. I've said it enough times already that anyone that's listening regularly is probably <laughs> hearing it. But she is definitely my preseason fave, and yeah. it is not even close. I'm definitely a big fan of Coco as a whole, but yeah. particularly of the people that are left. I really like the faction that we appear to be getting of Carla, Cassidy, and James. Uh-huh. Um, with originally with Lindsay in it, and I'm very sad that we lost her this early in the game, but she is a fourth boot queen up there with some other very prominent figures, such as uh, last season's Jenny Kim, which Mm -hmm. I, who I absolutely adored as a player too. I think, I think we are in the makings of if they ever want to take a look at what Survivor South Africa had been doing, like a yes, a pre-merge versus pre-merge versus post-merge season would be a great spin on like second chances two Mm -hmm. or something like that. So I am personally very interested in what that could look like, and I think with forty-three seasons down, and you know they already have a cast picked for season forty-four that we could get some really interesting players moving forward. But I'm very excited to see where everything is going from here. We have a very interesting episode to talk about because it's a little different than what we've been seeing from the past few episodes, in part because we got a reward challenge. And and that has not happened yet, even with some of the longer episodes that we had been getting. Uh, We are still in the you know, singular tribe getting voted off, which is still very confusing to me because we've had double boots for, you know, in the premiere and in the further down the line when they divide the merge tribe in half again. So I'm interested to see where it goes from there. But Mark, one of the tribes that we haven't been talking about uh, yet in in any really extensive format is the tribe that we first see in this episode, which is Vessi who just come back from tribal council. And I got to say, I love me some Vessi. They are a hot mess and they've been a hot mess since day one, 
But, but they're like the best kind of hot mess. They're so yes. fun. And they, I think it's a very solid four. They're a solid yeah. Oh, yeah. four. Like, they're a, they know they're a hot mess, but it's like not necessarily that. I hate when the hot messness of a tribe is like fingers pointing to one or two individuals. And they have just kind of embraced the fact that like this is who they are now. As Cody says very hilariously like they are in last place in terms of like the other tribes you don't really place the tribes before you get into merge but if they were Bessie is in last and yeah it's really not even close at the beginning of episode four they can't seem to get it together in terms of their shelter they don't have flint because they lost the last two tribal councils they are really struggling right now and they are in a period of uncertainty because they, for Cody and Jesse, at least, they just agreed to vote out NECA, who was a strong number for uh-huh. them. And, you know, this is kind of, uh, I'm interested to see if Essie goes back to Tribal Council, because I think that there is a lot to look forward to in this upcoming vote. But if Essie does go to Tribal Council before the merge, but they I, have some very yeah. interesting dynamics ahead. But we're at, so far, what we know is just that Vessi is a messy. Yeah, but they're like I really love these four. Like as I said before, Jesse, Jesse and Vessi is one of my like one of my winner picks. I decided to make two this season, but it's like still like I go for like a good heart winner pick. Like Shan was mine in season forty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chanel was mine in forty two because I like thought she was amazing and she is. But it's that thing of like. There's something about Jesse that I love so much. And, like, he's not quite the leader of the tribe, but he's really close to it, I'd say. Yeah. I'd say he's the most grounded of the four. Um, yeah. But, he's like, def- it's it's always a fun tribe to see. Like, I think, like, I think Noel's got a good head on his shoulders. I think Dwight's really smart for one of the kid players, in quotes. Um, and Cody is a confessional king. Um, <laughs> this is a great Cody episode. Um he, we, oh, we'll get yeah. to Cody yeah. later in the episode, but this was this was a very good episode for Cody. I was very impressed by him this episode. But like, and, they did like they like utterly dominated both challenges this week. I know it was like, so it wasn't I even was that close. I so my hot take of this episode was that I think that the ruling alliance in Vessi, which up to this point had been the Jesse Cody faction of it really Mm. made a mistake by voting out NECA who was a guaranteed number for them. But if it works for them in the long term with the, you know, them continuing to win immunity challenges, which they seem to do very well this episode and with Jesse potentially getting an advantage in the, what, from what we saw Uh Uh in our next episode, this might have, been the right call for them after all i'm very curious to see what this means for them in the long term but i'm not counting jesse out especially i think that if anyone is going to bounce back from voting out an ally it's going to be him over yeah oh yeah yeah so oh i'm in i'm interested to see where the rest of his journey goes now oh yeah, oh, okay. yeah, you gotta bring up the Baca of it all because yes. Baca, oh, yeah, yeah. So Baca's over, a real mess. <laughs> well, over on Baca, so I find it odd that we see a lot of Baca this episode, but they're not the losing tribe and they aren't going to tribal council. They're not raided or at, at, 
um, from the reward challenge. And but we still see just kind of more of the same of what we know of Baka, which is that Gabler and Ellie are getting on each other's nerves and they they don't mesh well, really, like they did originally. And in part, this is because of the information that Gabler learned in the previous episode from Sammy that. Ellie, really it was Janine that was going through his bags, but Ellie by proxy went through Gabler's bag and didn't think he knew how his advantage worked. And on the opposite side of it, uh, Gabler is just kind of rubbing some people the wrong way, particularly Ellie. Mainly Ellie, it looks like. I I don't think anyone else is that put off by Gabler at this point. I think he's like, like quirked out by him, but not put off. Yeah, it's just kind of like the, I think this is going to be just, the result of living in very close quarters with no privacy for extended periods of time. Like that was always going to happen, but Mm -hmm. they're making sure to let us know that this is a point of reference for, for us to know is that if Baca does go to tribal council before the merge, this Ellie versus Gabler storyline that has been building up will probably come to a head. But Uh. Mark, I have to ask if, one if if you were on Survivor and someone tried to make you warmer with a palm frond, would you be upset? Honestly, this is like like because I was going to ask you the same thing. Um, I don't think I would be because this is someone looking out for me. You know, yeah. Um, like that's the way it is in my mind. I'm like, it's like someone's looking out for me, trying to make sure that I'm good. Um, and like I'm a paranoid fucking human being when I play any kind of game that involves. No, because in my mind, I'm like either I'm too likable or I'm too weak. So mm-hmm. that's where my brain is. So if someone's like at the middle of the night covering me the palm front, I might be a little bit weirded out by it, but I'll be like, cool, they're looking out for me. That's good. What about yeah. you? I thought it was sweet. I was like, I mean, I'm like, bro, gambler. I think he's the most fun very... of that weird archetype. I'm very pro Gabler. So like for, and I put in my notes for the sake of the entertainment, I don't care that Gabler mm-hmm. is rubbing uh, Ellie the wrong way. We have like, a lot of great reaction I, shots of her. Looking. I really just don't, I, I don't <laughs> care. I'm sorry. I'm like very pro Gabler at the moment, but I thought it was sweet. And also just from a gamer perspective, if someone else is rubbing your tribe mate the wrong way from being considerate with the prom, palm frond, then all the better for me. You know, that's something that you can use in the future should you need something to make someone else a target over yourself. So yeah. I don't mind it. And I thought it was like, I thought it was a really funny camp moment. And as I've been saying, I've been dying for more camp life segments. So this is one that is right up my alley. Uh-huh. And I don't know, Baca is, I feel like Baca is going to get a lot of action in the next episode, just based on what we saw from the scenes from Mm -hmm. the next episode. But from all the information that we know right now, how do you see Baca's story, you know, finishing up if they go to tribal council again? We've been seeing this same running storyline for a while, but they haven't gone to tribal council since the first episode. So bring up Ghost Island again. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like this could be like a very much like a Dom and Chris thing where, um, I mean, obviously less powerful play, well, differently, differently powerful players than Dom and Chris, but like, I feel like the Gabler and Gabler and, um, Ellie thing is going to come to an, a head 
which I don't love because I really like Ellie a lot and I really love Gabler and I don't want them to go after each other. Mm-hmm. Plus, I don't want anyone else to leave from Baca. Um, I think like Sammy is a really fun, um, smart 19-year-old player. Uh, yeah. Saying that he's older than he is while cremating the pets. Um, I, I, ah, uh, it's a thing of like, I'm scared to lose someone like, like a Janine in that situation, you know, like, yeah, where, yeah, like, I, I just, I think Baca is providing the entertainment that we all desire from Survivor. Yeah. Um, because like they're, they are the actual mess tribe. Bessie's a messy, but Baca is like, we hate each other, but we keep winning. Yeah. Uh, I love a good we keep winning, but yeah, we can't well, stand each other. Try those like, are those are those, the real gems. Like, I'll never get uh, in forty one when they try to the challenge and this year doesn't let that happen. Oh uh, my god, that was so that like, was on, that was one of my favorite moments of forty one. Very underrated. Yeah, it's just I just really really love watching accidental good gameplay from people that don't like each other mm-hmm. um i mean i'm not saying they don't like each other i think they, they're probably friends off the island but like at that present moment eight days in you're hungry you're smelly everyone's smelly and hungry everything smells um everything's hungry <laughs> uh you're just like i want to rip this person's face off and like we've had this gabler and ellie fight going on since episode two uh yeah i think that i think episode two was when it really started. yeah i mean like it was kind of a thing one but it was like it was more like we need a name than anything i felt like yeah um yeah, yeah it's just it's just also so fascinating to me that like everyone assumes gabler is an idiot because he looks like how he does but he works on the heart <laughs> yeah oh yeah uh, like, gabler is so much smarter than me i have already said that multiple times yeah. so like i don't know why you would immediate now i will say some of from what we saw from gabler and a couple of the in the premiere episode it did oh. kind of give that like self-sacrificing 100 individual but i would not i don't understand the idea that they are underestimate underestimating him so much that they would think that he doesn't even know how his own advantage <laughs> so i it's just things like that that i really am baffled by to the extent in which they are underestimating his intelligence like i understand it to an extent but not to the level that we are seeing it and i think that is going to be to the detriment of these players moving forward even if they don't make it to another tribal council before the merge but baka is just like a very interesting factor right now because at first i thought they were going to be very strong if they make uh-huh. it to the merge as they are and now i feel like there's going to be a lot more it's gonna be split in half i think yeah i feel like there's going to be a lot more dissent especially with other other factions coming into play like we'll we'll get into it but they, this is a very interesting yeah. question mark for me right now honestly like in my personal opinion if all the tribes go to mer like state like the merge happened right now i think the only tribe that would actually stay together is messy hmm. yeah i think the I, other tribe would have a, a generally bigger division than Bessie would yeah i don't know i feel like the noel dwight that justine vote out has always just been in the back of my mind and i think noel and dwight might jump set ship maybe not immediately 
But I could definitely see them jumping ship after like one or two tribal councils. Well, it's just more than I think the other two tribes would. would. That's true. Because I think Coco doesn't like. I think Coco, which we haven't really talked about yet much, uh, but we will be talking about a lot because this is a Coco heavy episode. Um, I feel like now that there's some obvious, now that they've been a tribal, there can be divisions of them just being bored on a beach. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be, I'm excited to get into the cocoa of it all. But like I said beforehand, there was a reward challenge this Uh episode, uh which we have uh not gotten yet. And it's my favorite kind of reward that they were fighting for, which is the camp raid. So And fish, and fish, which they did not not say, they said what was what was it that they said in 42 they were like decent sized fish or something but they ended up being these huge suckers yeah yeah but so no they did say they were like 10 large fish this episode which it's i it's just loved. whales that's all it is yes, just whales exactly just you win <laughs> one beached whale to be delivered to your camp and so we do see so this is a winner's take winner take all episode or a winner take all challenge where one tribe is winning they get the reward of the fish and they get the uh camp raid so Mm -hmm. they'll get to pick one tribe where they get to go and take one thing from their camp and i love these types of rewards i I wish they did them more often they've done them on international survivor and it's been very funny they've done them on uh seasons of yeah on other seasons of Survivor. So I'm glad that even though there are a couple new school things that I am not a fan of or old school items that I wish they integrated with the new school Survivor, uh-huh. I am very happy that of the things we have gotten back in season 43, that new school, you know, or sorry, the camp raid reward is one of them because that has brought some of my favorite moments in seasons past. It's also potentially, if it's done smartly, it can be a bonding tool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying Which that we'll this get, actually, was. We can yeah. Talk, yeah, we can talk about it now, actually, because I don't feel like there wasn't anything particularly in the reward challenge itself. Like, Bessie won. But and... can I, I just want to bring up really quickly how bad Ryan did in the beginning or how oh, good he did yeah. at missing everything. Like yeah. he was going through the holes with those sandbags. Yeah. Instead of oh, like knocking was... them out. Like he like every time we showed him, he's going through those tiny little holes. I'm like, you're really good aiming for the holes, but not the bricks. So yeah, it was it was a rough. It was a rough day for Coco and it only got worse from there. But, but yeah, they did catch up. They did try to catch up a little yeah. bit and it was closer, but Bessie did end up bringing out the win. And I think it just showed that this this tribe has really Focus, you know, like the bet to vote out uh, based on tribal strength did work out for them in this Mm -hmm. episode because they dominated here. And one thing that I do want to say before we get into Vessi's decision, um, apparently you can swap out rewards, which has always been a thing, which I never heard of that before this. I think Jeff is just making things up. I mean, okay, that he's making things up. I mean, but yeah, I mean, like he was like, yeah, you can always do that. I'm like, um, since when? It, it, maybe it's in the rule book, and we just haven't seen it because it's get brought up. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, because like, I think they did the smart thing because they don't have a foot and they don't want sushi except for Cody. Um, 
god. Oh I'm, my god, I'm yeah. So... I don't know why Cody was so adamant about the fish that they knew they weren't going to be able to cook because it's like, so like because they don't have a fire. But like but... it's like win the next challenge, steal some fishing gear, and you're good. Like yes. And so they decided to trade the fish for the toolkit and the fruit. So they do uh-huh. get some food with this as well. And they still get to keep the camp raid, which is the big reward here. Yeah. Now we get to talk about the camp raid. So there was oh, a little God. bit of like, what would they choose? But really, I don't know why anyone was surprised that they were going to pick Coco because it seems obvious that they were going to go after the tribe of six that has not lost an immunity challenge yet. Even if yeah. apparently um, Vessi has, or not Vessi, ba- uh, Baka has won some rewards from the, but they won bigger rewards. Like the rewards that they've won have been like the bigger one. Cause like, yeah, never... but I feel, I feel like if you're going, if you're thinking about numbers, which uh, Vessi obviously is, it just does not make sense to me that they would pick anyone but Coco. Like this has right. just not, this was not a surprise to me whatsoever. Can I just bring this in really quickly? Because I, I, I don't want to like skip over this. Um, I think it's because I feel like important people do listen to this podcast and I know yeah. they do. So I really wanted to state this. I think my favorite thing in Survivor is watching happy people be happy after a challenge. Yes. Um, I think it's really nice because we see a lot of like the like, bleh, bleh, I'm sad, I'm hot, angry, smelly, all yes. that stuff. And then like they're like eating food and like having these beautiful shots like juice like shooting yes. out of their mouth. Like I love that. I love watching people be happy in Survivor. I do like, honestly, I do like the happy camp life moments the best or like the silly yeah. camp life moments. I don't like seeing people miserable in the rain. Exactly. Obviously, we know that that happens yeah. in Survivor, but I just don't. I don't like seeing people miserable. I get that that's part of the experience is of that course. you're going to have really rough days, but I I just more more happy and silly camp life uh-huh. moments, please. I just um, don't it's not fun to me. Do you think they sent the right person though on the reward because I know that somebody was going to be Dwight or Cody? Oh, I I think that for our entertainment. Yes. <laughs> they did the best person they possibly could have for this challenge or for this uh camp raid so cody was delegated as the Vessi representative and went over to coco to, oh, and i just we have one last he, thing uh yeah before he goes over uh i i believe that jesse is having like a confessional and the the, the uh no, no, uh, Dwight was like, it's like sending a child off to school and don't know what's going to happen. And like, there's, you see like him going up like, yeah, with like yeah. the devil horns and everything. Yep. And you see Noel look terrified on the beach. Yep. Like, they all so have scared. no idea what, they're all terrified of their own decision about <laughs> how this is possibly going to go. And I think that this is exactly like how Dwight said that it was going to be, you know, he it's like sending off a child to school and not knowing how he's going to behave. And the you can see by Cody, up. he is psyched to be unsupervised for this exchange. But Cody does a really good job. He does. Not that I was, I'm not shocked that Cody did a good job, I would say. I'm shocked that he did as well as he did and that uh-huh. he was able to explain to us his reasoning so well. Uh-huh. So. He did what we have learned in Survivor before. Um, I'm pretty sure Shannon Gus is the one that has coined this term as the jet ski strategy with yes. negotiation, which is basically like 
you start with something like a jet ski as your starting point because you know that no one is going to give you a jet ski and then you're going to whittle down to negotiate down to the thing that you actually want Mm -hmm. so he starts with having coco think that they are he has been sent to take their machete and they and this was something that bessie discussed beforehand about it yeah and he said that, you know, I I really don't want to take your machete. So if you give me something else as like a good compromise, then I can do that instead. Coco falls right into his trap, like very quickly because they are so worried about the potential of losing their machete. And yeah. they eventually like a lot of stuff happens, but basically they barter down to what they consider to be more reasonable, reasonable. And they take the fishing gear gear and some food on and, top a root? The, why, and a root why yeah I don't, I, okay like i don't understand uh uh gardening what's the purpose of the root i think it's edible so you can like wash it off and God, cook okay it and it's, yeah just, so what, it's just like another talking? it's just like another type of food God. but the so after he leaves Carla has this brilliant confessional oh God, about how she is like, you know, Cody was all about <laughs> peace and love and being he's from Hawaii and he lives on Hawaii. Mahalo. And like, Mahalo. And he's like, shut up, dude. You're from Idaho. And then he, he, she did go and correct herself on Twitter to say sorry to the Idahoans. I uh, <laughs> meant Iowa. And uh, I, I, and he's also like doing like, like a, wa- a silly wave like, yes. goodbye while that's so, happening. Carla does not buy what Cody is selling whatsoever. And she feels like Coco played right into his hands and that they, he was never going to take the machete. Now I understand from Coco's perspective that they want to be on good terms with Cody, particularly going into a potential merge. And at this point there was all six of them there, but Oh, Carla was so right that they just like played right into his hands for what uh-huh. they got. I just can't believe they gave away the fishing gear. I, I am happy though that like Lindsay was just straight up like, no, you're not taking a machete. Yeah. Uh like and it's God, just, I'm gonna miss her. Oh god, I love her. Like it was just like stuff like that's just great. Yeah. Um and it's just I just love seeing the evil salesman. I work in sales. So, uh, come yeah. out and it's just like, whatever. But like, it's just, I just, I think Cody is, Cody is the most brilliant casting of the chaotic dude, strong player there is, I think. Yeah. He has been, he's been very entertaining this episode. Yeah. Do you think that, so obviously we think that Cody did a good job in the camp raid with getting the yeah. supplies that he wanted. But Coco is already kind of talking about how they think he wasn't serious about taking the machete in the first place. So this isn't like something that they are completely unaware of, like that that they got played. Do you think that this is going to serve Cody well in the long game or – is this something that we're going to forget about in a few episodes? Um, and is oh. it really going to impact him either way? I see the thing is like when you send someone over there and you're on a smaller tribe, I think like you want to t- hit them, but hit them in a way where they might want to work with you personally. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he hit them in that way. I think he just went like for the jugular 
and got what he needed. Yeah. And limes. Um, and like that's where I get concerned, you know, because yeah. at this present moment, Coco is, at the end of this episode, Coco is a five, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, like, and but on the the good thing for uh Vessi is that them and Baka are at least during this episode we find out are at least kind of friendly. Um Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just this is like always such an interesting uh, reward because it's potentially incredibly messy. Yeah. Uh potentially good. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't yeah. Did I answer yeah. your question? Yeah, I think it answers it pretty well. Like we're this could potentially bite Cody in the butt moving forward, um, especially when we get to the individual phase of the game. But for now, it was a very entertaining moment. Uh-huh. And he, I would not count him out about it yet either. And, you know, we've had some of our most famous examples of the camp raid be like Sandra basically dismantling their entire <laughs> camp. And she won that season. So yeah. it's not going to be. And I think that's different of how Sandra presented herself because she was more like, listen, this is what I got to do because it's like, this is what my tribe is. Yeah. And like this, this like, she's always been a very straightforward player. And Cody's and that pure is- chaos. Yeah, so she doesn't have that unpredictability factor that, you know, and that makes pl- pe- that makes players want to work with her because she's so straightforward uh-huh. in her game. But and I don't think that that is the same with Cody and that's where I worry for him. But for the time being, incredibly entertaining moment. Thank you, Cody. That was everything that I wanted from a camp raid and I hope we get more in the future because of this moment. Now let's get mutinies back. Uh, let's get oh, yeah. the oh medallion of power. Uh, Can you imagine? I really hope we get more tribe act? swaps or yeah, like mutiny options or something. I think mutiny is a fun one that, like, I'm really sad hasn't come up more. Like, I think in- because of just how it that like Cook Islands is such a rare season yeah. because for several factors, but like particularly with like how the idol worked and everything, but. I, I don't think people were expecting the mutiny to work out the way that it did when uh-huh. it happened, but very iconic moment. So very interesting to see. I think it would be fun. Is there any other old school twists that you think were good? I genuinely, I, I know you just said it sounding in a jokey way, but like I am that person that's a fan of Nicaragua and I think I would really yeah. enjoy to see a revamped version of Italian of Power. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, it might be a little too much power, but like I mean, it had too much power in Nicaragua for sure. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's just like I like I like it when they think outside of the box. Yeah. You know, I really I, wish that like with the beware advantages of the season, they had like three different things instead of the beads. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I personally want to see more of like the old school challenges. I really miss like the mix that we had, like the story ones or the yeah. delicacies challenge, things like that. I yeah, like really the hands on a hard idol, which I know is like normally at the end of the season. Yes, I fun. love hands on a hard idol. I just really want that back. I want a lot of the old school challenges back. And one of the things that I really liked about Survivor Second Chances is that they brought them back as like the idea that yeah. this was like one of the players second chances in the game. Yeah. So I really wish they did more challenges like that, but I digress. If survivor production is listening, hire me because like I have great ideas. She's really and smart and she's really kind and she exactly. knows survivor better than everyone else. So hire me and Mark, we'd be great at making your show even better. 
But I, I say dumb, funny things. I'll help make confessionals better. I don't know. <laughs> yes, so we'll, we got it. We got it. Yes. Yeah. So we we got our first taste of cocoa here for uh-huh. this episode, and we're about to see a lot more. Because, so much more cocoa. <laughs> because we are in the immunity challenge. It's back to two winners. Basically, it's uh like it's an obstacle course. You go under a net, unlock it's like find some keys, go we through an like obstacle the, course. The, the heavy sand, sandbags yeah. over to find the, yeah. the And then you end with the triangle puzzle, which is the big thing here, the bit where the drama happens. Um, I do find it fascinating that they had to make the square out of the puzzle first. And yeah. then they did triangle. Like, and then, like, I think that's really cool because those puzzles are really hard until you get it. And then, like, yeah. the fact that it has to be two different things, I think it's a really well-designed puzzle. Yeah, the I think that was fun, and I did enjoy the, um, I enjoy some of the spins that they've been doing with these challenges this season because, like, I like one of them was uh in the first episode it was how they solved the table maze, uh-huh, uh-huh. and um, but you got to pick which table maze you did, and I think that was a really cool spin on it. Even though I am personally very sick of like obstacle course puzzle mm-hmm. factions of it, but. Again, this is just one of the things that I just personally don't like in, like, the new school version of Survivor. But the drama really comes with the puzzle because so Bessie gets it first, and they are pretty far ahead. Or not not far ahead, but enough distance ahead that they'll be able to kind of get a full picture of where everyone else is at. And I gather, it looked like they're, like, three minutes ahead. Like it looked yeah. like they were done with the with the challenge about three minutes before yeah. they, the rest happens. Yeah, and it seems like it's fairly close between Coco and Baca, mm-hmm. but then Vessi does something which Noel uh, does it specifically. Noel first. does yeah. it first, and then everyone else kind of jumps in to help. But Noel decides that now is the time to help Baca solve their puzzle so that they can finally get Coco to lose a tribal council and be on more even numbers. My heart broke. My heart was broken. It works. Baca comes in second. And then Coco is our next tribe to go to tribal council. I, I So what did you think about this, Mark? I need to get your opinion on this, on the other tribe helping Baca to win and therefore finish the challenge and send the other team to tribal council. 100%. I don't think it's a big deal. It happens yeah. often. Um, it's part of the game. Um, it's not like baked into the game, but it's a thing that's happened. Yeah. At least 10 times in the series. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's like, it sucks if you're on the winning, if you're on the try that always keeps winning, but like, it's still a social strategy game. That's the social aspect of it. So yeah. like, yeah, if you keep winning, people are going to be want to be against you. Also, I think that uh, Vessi did this at the right time. Uh, you don't want to do it too early in pre-merge. I think you want to yeah. do it like middle end of pre-merge. So I think we're like we're past. We're I think by the end of this episode, we are after the middle of the pre-merge in yeah. theory. So yeah. I think it's I think it's important that it happened when it did, and yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. Obviously, it's a big deal to. I know Geo's really pissed off. Um, 
I can understand. Yeah, I can understand being pissed off if you are on the side with of Coco of it. But I think of this the same way that I think of like looking through people's bag. If it's in the rules and it's fair game that you can do this, uh, then like that it's survivor like the player like jeff said at the first episode the players kind of make their own rules outside of like the few rules that they like, have don't hurt people them. and stuff yeah, yeah like you can't murder anyone but if you want to look through people's bags like we're not going to stop you so yeah, yeah like I, or if you want to help a tribe out like that's that's their decision i'm I wonder if this will come up again. I don't know if this will be like a one-time thing or if tribes. Are I can see to it try. happening at least one more time this season. Yeah, like, so it'll be interesting it ha- to see. I I can see it probably happening next week. Yeah. Um, if one, I mean, because also you have to be done with the challenge before the other tribe start. Like, yeah, like you don't want to be like, oh, we're almost done. Hey, uh, other tribe, you, yeah. this is what you do. Like, because then they're gonna beat you, or and you want to make sure you win. Like, yeah. It, it has to take, like, the circumstances have to be correct for it. Yeah, very true. Um, and then, I, okay, so we get I, to... I, I want to bring up that? one small thing, uh, yeah. because right before the end, like I said, like, Geo's clearly pissed off. Lindsay has, like, the last confessional of the act where she's like, um, I want to get revenge at the merge all these people. Oh, which wouldn't is, have that been great to see? It would have. Um, God damn it. <laughs> I know. I'm very sad. I'm very sad about it. But second chances to Lindsay, you are on my docket personally. But we go to Coco. Now, we learned a lot in these last, like, what, 20 minutes of, of Yes, because I, I feel yes. like this is the most we've had time with Coco since yeah. the premiere. We learn a lot here. So obviously this is, you know, the kumbaya of it all is over because now they actually have to put their loyalties to the test. Yeah. Now, before this episode, I just kind of want to lay out where my mind was here. Uh-huh. So before this episode, the impression that we are given is that Ryan and Gio are on the outs. And there's a women's alliance with Lindsay, Cassidy, and Carla with James being pulled in as uh-huh. the fourth. That is kind of the impression that I was getting here. So in my yeah. mind, the two people that were going to be most in danger were Geo and Ryan, just based on the information we got. Now we are getting to the tribal council and we hear from Ryan's perspective. And from what we know, Ryan was just like never even an option to go home. Here. Uh, and uh, Yeah, it's a thing of I think this tribe does value strength. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which that's and, fair. Yeah. So, but what we learned from this is that Ryan says that the two people that he trusts the most on this tribe are Geo, which we knew from just mm-hmm. everything that we saw beforehand, and James, which I we had no knowledge of James' working relationship with Ryan or Geo, and apparently he's in the top of Ryan's list for who he trusts. Yeah. So that was a surprise to me. Are we... Are we being hidden from like the like James social capital in this tribe? Because he he definitely isn't at the forefront of everything like we saw with Carla. You know, like Carla is really like the star of Coco right now. Right. But is James playing potentially the best game of the group? Because he seems to have the most trust solidified with everyone. It's definitely arguable, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like especially going into 
and going into this episode, I'd say the top three were probably were James, Carla, and Lindsay. Not in a Lindsay probably definitely. I mean, yeah. Carla definitely by the top for sure. Yeah. And I felt like because we like the most content we really got from this season from Coco before this episode was Carla, and then I'd say Lindsay because Lindsay always had like a confessional or two every episode, even when they like yeah. win. Um. Yeah, it's that thing of like we all we we whenever we we. We assumed that Geo is near the bottom because of yeah. that four person alliance. And like we never really saw Geo or Cassidy do anything. Yeah. Um, we- and like literally the first thing that we see when they get back to camp is like them kind of butting heads. Yeah. And you're like, okay, it's definitely one of those two going home. Yeah. And, and I really, I genuinely think that he was the one that was going to go home right when they lost the challenge. That's a good point. I can definitely see that, honestly, because so. We can talk about Gio. So Gio yeah. wants to vote out Cassidy. Yeah. Or um, I, it seems like that is the person that he trusts the least. That is the person that he wants to go. That is the person that mm-hmm. he thinks will be the biggest detriment to his game moving forward. Honestly, I think he's kind of right in like yeah. the Gio perspective. But part of that is his own fault from what we are seeing in this uh, in the next time on segment of it. But Gio wants to get rid of Cassidy. And from what we are hearing from everyone, he's kind of going on a little bit of a power trip about it because there's not really a lot of room for discussion. It's that he thinks Cassidy needs to go. So that is who is going. But the way that he's trying to call the shots uh, is rubbing his potential allies the wrong way, particularly Carla and James. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And then on the other side of things, the assumption is that they are going to vote out Geo, who his power trip has kind of uh, trickled into the other people not closely aligned with him, like Lindsay and Cassidy, who can also tell that he is on a power trip. So the plan on their yeah. end is to vote out Geo. Now, where things get complicated is that from Lindsay's perspective, oh. this seems like a very simple vote that they're getting out Geo. So the idea that other people are having discussions without her is making her very paranoid. And she's wondering if this vote is so simple, why are all of these discussions being had? This parent and I get it. Like I am a very I get paranoid this. person. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. like I am a very paranoid person. I would totally I could totally see myself in the Lindsay position of this, especially when you have wanted to play the game for so long, as long as Lindsay has. But she is paranoid to the point where her paranoia is on full display to her potential allies. And Carla and James in particular realize their position as the swing votes and realize that her paranoia is really getting to them to the point where as they're, allies as her closest allies they're wondering why are you so worried about what we're gonna do and that's really where we get this issue here she was in a good spot um obviously like it's easy to say that uh after an edit and everything yeah. she like but like as a person with really bad anxiety who yeah. knows that if i played survivor i would probably have an anxiety attack and quit on day two um that's just who i am as a human being um, I'm shocked that I can actually play any LRG ever mm-hmm. because all I ever do is just have an anxiety attack and want to quit because I feel mm-hmm. like everyone is against me. Uh, and like the fact that she's on Survivor, um, doing this, like I I fully get it. But it's a yeah. thing of like you have to tell your brain sometimes breathe. 
slow down. They're probably having these conversations because you actually are good. Yeah. But you're allowed to be paranoid because it's the first vote. Don't yeah. show your paranoia. Be paranoid. Be smart. Yeah. Be kind. People like you. Yeah. People like you. Don't be uh, too scary. I can't. You're being yeah. too scary. <laughs> Stop it. Stop <laughs> it, brain. Stop it. I. It's really hard for me because, like, as someone also with anxiety, I totally yeah. sympathize with Lindsay here because I feel like I would also be super paranoid. And as someone that has played orcs before and wants to vomit every time a tribal council happens, it's just like, oh my God, no, like I can't, like, how do people sit there still for so long and just not like throw up everywhere? But I totally sympathize with it and can totally understand where Lindsay is coming from about why this happened. But the the fact the issue was that she was so paranoid and it was showing to her closest allies to the point where they felt that it was a detriment to their games Which is and fair. this gave <laughs> Carla and James the opportunity to be in the power position because they recognized that they were the swing votes. If they wanted to go with Gia's plan and vote out Cassidy, then they could do that. If they wanted to go with the original plan and vote out Geo, they could do that. Or they could, because Lindsay's paranoia was showing to everyone, if they wanted to, they could gather the numbers to vote out Lindsay here, which is what ended up happening. Now, like the tribal council was a little weird. They had their little tense moments and their little side comments to everyone. But the yeah. big thing here is that Lindsay was voted out four to one to one, uh-huh. um, which is, Interesting. So this turns out that so Lindsay voted for Geo. We knew that Geo voted for Cassidy, and then Carla, James, Ryan, and Cassidy all voted for Lindsay. So uh-huh. Lindsay wasn't the only person blindsided here. And somehow we don't see a ton of why this happened, but they they were able to convince Cassidy, which I don't think was very hard to do at this point. And not because Cassidy isn't a free thinker, but I think she was also, we saw her, we saw her recognizing the fact that like Lindsay was super paranoid and it was impacting their games. Um, And then Ryan, who I'm not surprised that he voted for Lindsay, but I'm surprised he voted for Lindsay and presumably didn't vote out or didn't tell Gio because he was also left out of this vote. So or maybe he wasn't on the vote and decided that he wanted to vote for Cassidy in protest. I don't know. But either way, it was just like a very weird dynamic happening here. We usually don't get votes split up this way, but we did in this episode. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, I mean, I think Cassidy, like, in my mind, Cassidy's brain knew that she was in trouble to at least a certain extent. And when you're in trouble to a certain extent and you know it, you're definitely going to stand for anyone but me mode. Yeah. So if you're told everyone's voting for Lindsay, vote Lindsay, then you vote Lindsay. Um, yeah. If you're like, if you're not told that, you're probably voting Geo still. So like, I think that that most of that girl lines stay together. Yeah. Um, and now they added in James officially because like now after a vote, it's these can be more official or, or voting block. Yeah. However, the season decides to be. Um, Obviously, Ryan knew, but like maybe this also means that Ryan and Geo aren't as close as we think they are, or Ryan thought maybe, um, maybe Geo doesn't need to know for his own safety. Maybe yeah. like, I get the feeling Geo is that guy that talks, uh, and says everything. Yeah, 
I, I really get that vibe from him. Like, there's not been much content from him, but it's been that vibe of like, let him know what he if he needs to know. Yes. Yeah. And I, I do agree with that. I feel like we can talk about kind of the next episode now. We yeah. say goodbye to Queen Lindsay, girl. Love her. We stan. We ho- I hope you go to all the uh, Bryson Wendell and RHAP parties so I get to meet you because uh-huh. what an icon slash the next episode. Oh, my God. A lot happens here. So Too much happens in 30 seconds. Too much happens in 30 seconds. So. Basically, we get a lot. So I'm going to try to give, like, the little spark notes version of what I think is happening here. So Geo tells Cassidy, I'm assuming after Tribal Council, that she's not on their side. What um, the fuck is that? I don't know what that means, especially since Geo was left out of the vote. My guess is that Cassidy is asking why she got her vote, why uh, he voted for her. But... Yeah. I'm not entirely sure where this is going. Part of me thinks this may allude to the idea that, like, Gio was told about Lindsay being voted out, but he was so adamant about voting for Cassidy that he voted out in protest. But I don't know. So either way, there is going to be some drama with Coco after the Tribal Council. And Cassidy is pretty confident, though, in the four that voted for Lindsay. So there's probably going to be some drama there. Now... The interesting part of this, which does surprise me, is that we get to see the next three that are going uh-huh, to the uh-huh, Advantage uh-huh. Dilemma. And it's Janine, who, big fan of Janine, very sad that we haven't seen more of her yet, Gio, and Jesse. Now, are we getting Bessie going to Tribal Council again? And that's why he's talking about changing up the game? Or is this just kind of like a red herring for uh, what I, is to come? I think it's true. I could see Coco going again. Uh, from no, I hate uh, that. Okay, because <laughs> of the Owen of it all. I know. Okay, and we haven't even gotten Tabaka yet, which is because, like, yeah, like we... I, so... Jesse's too much of a narrator for this season for Vestigo to to uh, tribal again. He's a really good narrator so far. He's a too. solid narrator. He's a yeah. very good one. So he, so yeah, so we have the advantage dilemma. We see who's going to be in that, and then. We can assume by Owen reading the piece of paper that he finds the beware advantage and other people find out about it. So it's more chaos for Baca. There's a lot to think about here. Uh-huh. Yeah. There is quite a lot. I'm very excited for episode five. It's a really good show. I hope they renew it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's very, yeah. it, it's I just, can't wait. I can't wait for this next episode. It's been like the only thing that sucks about this season is the boot order. I know. I'm very so. This is the fourth episode fourth in, a in a row where women were voted out, and I'm very sad about that. We're down to five women overall. Um, it's not looking great, and I'm very sad about it. We, you know, we have seen the reasons why all of these women were voting out. Some reasons were better than others in my opinion just as for mariah but i was very sad about this but this cast is really good it's not it's not that i necessarily yeah. see a man go next because i like the players that we have so far but it's just disappointing to see this repetitive pattern after we have just had two women winners in a row and like they don't know when this was being filmed that marianne won but it was just a sad precedent to be a part of and yeah. we have seen it happen in past seasons but it's still very sad to see uh, what can you do we i mean let's like, see how this... 
Listen, if James goes next, I will be pissed. So I'm going I to. I don't think he's going next. I like I honestly like be... from what I've gathered, like in my brain, yeah. I feel like Geo is next to go. I am going to be. I I'm interested to see how this advantage dilemma works out. But I am very. Listen, I am not going to say I hope a man goes next because then it'll end up being a man that I'm rooting for. So I like, refuse. Yeah. Yes, I will say though, I tweeted that Baka and Vessi. Uh, ruined my dreams by sending Coco like they ruined my day by sending Coco to tribal council and Dwight liked the tweet and (laughs) (laughs) I saw that yeah so I I admire Dwight's confidence and like him holding firm in it so I am low-key rooting for Dwight right now even though it was at the expense of my own joy so shout out to Dwight Moore big fan big fan he's he's gonna be a really nice guy big Um, fan of the lad I just I, I I'm a big big sucker for everyone of Vessi right now like uh I I love the season yeah. um every vote hurts because you know it's Survivor and they do really yeah. good at that um I love that the season isn't as weird as 41 yeah. uh with like how it's like hey we have to teach you the new version which I yeah. get but like this 41 is one of the best casts of all time I think and yeah oh, short trick because it explains yeah. everything um and 42 is also up there but yeah. the you know it, they didn't have to explain everything. Yeah, and so I, it was a nice so transition. Yeah, it yeah. was a nice transition from 40, 41 and forty two to forty three, yeah. where I feel like forty one was a lot of new stuff thrown at us at once. Now I remember I I saw a tweet earlier this week about uh, this being like the third season where uh, there's been four women voted out in a row uh, for yeah. the first four. It was uh, it was Gabon and Excel, I think. Or it was, was, I know Um, what you're talking about, but I can't remember. I think Dalton tweeted out. I'm not sure. Um, Yeah. So there's three other, there's three seasons, including 43, where four women were voted out in a row, like just by the vote. And then there were three more seasons that four women were voted out and, but there was like an elimination or a medical evac that kind of like interrupted elimination order in yeah yeah um and like whatever i because i know it was gabon for sure in a different season i think it was exile but i'm not sure it wasn't exile was it uh but um it could be it could be exile uh but like those are also very boring seasons um how dare you call kasaya the season with kasaya on it boring i'm not opposed to gabon uh but i you know um, it's, I don't know. I just, I have my, I like 43 a lot and I'm really happy with what we're getting. I'm happy to talk to you about it because you're yeah. one of my favorite people to talk to survivor with. And I hate that we live like four hours away from each other. <laughs> I know, but we'll get to do another event together soon. I'm confident yeah. in that. All right. Mark, when I end the episodes, I ask survivor or I ask the podcasters for their hot takes for the season so far. So would you like to give a hot take? That's that's a really good question. Um, I know. Um, Cody's gonna misplay his idol when he plays it. Ooh, I like that one. And not that I don't like that he's gonna misplay it, but I do like that. That was the hot take. Mine currently is going to be that Carla, James, and Cassidy are the trio to watch out for. I think that is going Ooh. to be a big force moving forward, especially if Coco does go to Tribal Council yeah. again. Yes. All right. 
Mark, thank you so much for joining us on I Don't Know About That. Where can people follow you? And is there anything you would like to plug? Oh, gosh. Uh, first off, thank you. I've been, I'm always happy to talk to you about Survivor and yeah. to be on your show talking about it makes me happy. Always happy on our fellow, you know, fellow podcasts on our network. Yeah. Uh, at MarkLevy85 is how you find me on Twitter and Instagram. I've been plugging my letterbox because uh, my show with Isaiah should be coming back soon. The uh, the at the movies podcast we have to yes! figure out schedules or schedules disasters um but like you know it's getting to award season so we should start talking about movies again uh but at, uh, also my letterbox is at mark the 85 i do want to place something i'm very proud of last week for our podcasting network mm-hmm. i was able to interview jamie and amy from lego masters Woo! Uh, and i'm still like it's the biggest interview i've ever done uh, and it's gotten a really nice response. So if anyone wants to check it out, it's on the YouTube page where it's on podcasts. Um, and I don't ask them only questions about Lego Masters. I ask them about like Lego life stuff because yeah. I think Lego is a company that we all wanted to work for at least at one point in our life. And the <laughs> fact that these are people that help make Lego way it is and where it can mm-hmm. go is so cool. Did you ask them if they've ever stepped on a Lego? <laughs> Uh, no, but I think it gets brought up. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. That congratulations. That is amazing. And so for anyone listening, even if you're don't consider yourself yeah. a big Lego person, which weird, but I feel like everyone is a Lego person no. in some capacity, but you know, give it a listen. Oh. It sounds like an amazing episode. Also, uh Davy Sack and I uh, we did the whole uh, second season of Survivor Philadelphia coverage for some podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I believe we'll be doing Survivor New York 5 uh, and other LRGs are coming up. Um, I've not been ruined on Survivor New York 5 and I'm very excited about that um, because I know everyone that season to a certain extent. And, you know, Survivor New York is the best uh, alum. I'm a, a alum for a future season. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Mark. So as usual, you can follow me on Twitter at ClassicallyGia for all of my reality TV shenanigans. If you are a Survivor fan or thinking about becoming a Survivor fan, the first thing you should do is follow the Survivor Diversity Campaign uh-huh. on Twitter. We have just closed out Hispanic Heritage Month, and we have a lot more fun posts and events coming your way soon. On Silent Podcast, you can always find me here for I Don't Know About That, but I am also recording a podcast with my sister, Ariana, uh-huh, uh-huh. about so the, yes, the Claim to Fame recap podcast. I am spoiled on the entire season, and my sister is not. We took a little bit of a break because uh, Ari was out of the state, but we are going to be back with a new episode soon, so stay tuned for more Claim to Fame content. And finally, on Post Show Recaps, you can find me on recapping Abbott Elementary with Chappelle. It has been so much fun so far. Season two has been fantastic. As highly recommend, please, we want to get renewed for another season. So give it a listen, give it Uh five stars, tell everyone about how great Chappelle and I are because we have a great time recording. And I said finally, but I don't mean finally because (laughs) one last thing is that uh, I am back to doing recaps with Christine on Inside Survivor. The roundups are back and better than ever. They're so good. I'm very happy about it, and it's just been great. So give us a listen. Give us a read. uh, And we will be back soon with more Survivor content. So thank you all for listening, and have a good night. 
Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.